What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple H podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Damian Lillard <laughs> is a Milwaukee Buck, and that's how we're starting this episode off. It's supposed to be more season I... previews, more division previews for you guys, but not today. Damian Lillard got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks this afternoon, and me and Jake are here on Happy Hour Hoops to talk about it. Jake... What do you got, dude? Dame is no longer in the Western Conference. He's now partners with Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Milwaukee Bucks. How scary is this duo? You you sent out the I think you sent out the Shaq and Kobe tweet right away. I did. Right? Yes, and that's the conversations I was having early on, and I really don't think that that's underselling what. The potential of this is now they're not it's not a young damian lillard which is the biggest thing i think that is the biggest risk of this is that dame is obviously an older guard and this is a win now win in the next two years move but man it's two top 75 players of all time on the same roster and damian lillard who has argument to be you know not named steph curry the greatest shooter of this generation like has that argument now putting him on the floor all the time with Giannis. I just, I'm yeah. so excited to see what it's going to be like. And I'm going to refresh quick. So you keep going. Yeah, man. I, my, my initial thoughts were just, wow. None of us saw this coming. First off, it was Miami all summer. And then even more recently, it was, the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors have been in talks all summer and are trying to acquire Dame. And then within the last couple of weeks, it was the Boston Celtics and a few other teams. You know, they're the front runners if a deal can't get done to Miami. I don't ever remember there really being a time where Giannis and the Bucks were mentioned to be in on the mix here. Um, once the trade happened, I did start to see all those videos surface of previous All-Star games where – Giannis and Dame are teammates and Giannis talk, you know, saying all these great things about Dame. But other than that, like leading up to this, one of the last teams I would have thought um, would have made a move for Dame, you know, maybe it makes a little more sense thinking about the comments that uh, Giannis has made in the last couple of weeks. And maybe this is the organization making a move to keep their, now first superstar happy so yeah i mean i was taken aback by it of course as the the celtics fan on this podcast my initial thoughts was just stacking up how they look um against my squad and i think yeah as it stands right now on paper i think you know they're probably the new favorite to win the east we'll get we'll get into that when we talk about you know actually get into the thick of things here but yeah, those were my first couple things, just like how blindsided I was by it and then kind of comparing it to my own team and then just how shocked I was and, you know, how shocked you already saw from Jimmy Butler that um, he's not a member of the Heat and that that dream and that wish never ended up coming to fruition. So who knows? Like, do you think Damian Lillard is all the way in on this? I mean, obviously he's happy he's going to be playing with Giannis. But he is leaving Portland, and it was to the team that he – or it is not to the team that he requested. So, like, where do you think Dame's at in this? 
I mean, the so there's some of the reporting that Dame the last 10 days or so, I think this came out a couple hours ago, Marcus Spears said that he opened it up to Milwaukee and Brooklyn because the Miami oh, okay. trade talks weren't going anywhere. And that seems to be like consistent with what the what the talks we heard all summer were about Miami is that the offer was shit the whole time, right? Like the Milwaukee yeah. offer was or the Miami offer was never up to snuff. We everybody's looking at it like, damn, is that really what like Portland's about to take from this Miami offer? Like they're gonna take, you know, Tyler Hero and a bunch of scraps for Damian Lillard. And clearly that was never the case. Like they were just not gonna do that. I think Miami really fumbled the bag here on this, unless they're plotting for something else down the line. I think that an interesting name that we talked about to potentially be traded in the future is uh Joel Embiid and I don't know where Miami fits into that but the Giannis rumor came a couple days ago too remember where Miami was like oh Miami's angling for Giannis in the future but now this clearly like the Bucks just swooped in and destroyed both of Miami's plans they're like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get Giannis and you know you're also not getting Dame so it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, but my biggest, my instant reaction really was just about, it wasn't about Miami. It wasn't anything. It was my, my instant reaction right as the trade happened was Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo on the court is one of the best duos I will watch in my life. I believe no matter yeah. what happens, whether they win a title or not, they're going to be one of the best duos to ever step on the floor together. And I don't think anybody can really... I think it's hard to talk about right now, like how good they could possibly be because these are two historically great players and offensively, like the sky could be the limit, especially with Budenholz, like especially not with like Budenholzer, but the the spread out offense that they've run with Budenholzer in the past and like still ran it last year. Like they still had those core tenets of wanting to put Giannis in space with shooters around him. Now that he has like one of the greatest shooters ever, and has Chris Middleton's job as a shooter is so much easier. Like Chris Middleton is the biggest winner of the day because he just probably made like 20 million extra dollars the rest of his career. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, his life just got extended so much. So like, it really helps. Like, I just think Giannis and Lillard together could be like kind of transcendent. And that, that might be where, where like there's, I just don't know. You know how highly I thought of Giannis was going to play this year. And I feel like the trajectory just shifted, actually. Yeah, and it's crazy you bring up Middleton because we just had our Central Division preview the other day. And we were talking about who is most likely to be traded on the Bucks, And we said, well, we wouldn't be all that surprised if, if it was Giannis because that's been the rumors. But I said, it's probably going to be Chris Middleton. And here you are explaining to me now about how he actually has an incredible chance to kind of revive his career because Middleton's job just got so much easier like you laid out. And before we get too much further into this, I do want to just lay out the full trade because we've kind of just been talking about Dame to the Bucks. I'm sure most people know for the most part, but obviously Dame is going to Milwaukee. He's on the Bucks now. The Blazers who I thought made out like bandits like this. It's a little different because they don't plan to keep Drew Holiday is what we're hearing now. But Blazers get in return Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, 
2029 first round Bucks pick and a Bucks pick swap. And then the Suns, who snuck their way into this into this trade, a three-teamer, Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen ends up on the Suns. So I don't know. I I have weird feelings about this trade in a couple of different ways. I just laid out the full trade for them. I I guess you want to talk briefly about these three teams, or obviously we're going yes. to talk about the Bucks mostly, but you want to talk about Blazers and Suns here a little bit? Yes. I don't really understand why the Suns got involved in this trade. Maybe in, they, you know, I'm sure the Bucks and Blazers are happy they did. Maybe this third team needed to happen for this deal to get done. I'm just not sure why the Suns wanted to force their way into it. I don't know how much better their bench actually got. And you gave away Aiton, who maybe maybe there was just still an issue with Aiton in the organization. Maybe it wasn't Monty Williams. Maybe it's more than that. But I don't know. Going from DeAndre Aiton to Nurkic and then get getting a few guys who will, you know, at the most log 10 minutes a game for you. I don't I don't know how how this makes the Suns better. What's your what's your thinking on the Phoenix Suns after this trade? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the same major issues still exist with the Suns, right? Like uh, we were, I, one of my friends sent me a tweet of like the Suns projected starting lineup and they still don't really have a point guard. Like that's still like, that's not a guy that got brought Grayson Allen isn't running point. Like these are like, they still have structural issues and I don't think Nas Little and Grayson Allen fixed. I love Nas Little. Don't get me wrong. I think he's probably the best addition of this Nurkic has not been able to be healthy the last couple years so in theory like he's a good addition but how much is he actually going to be on the floor and Grayson now we know what we're getting out of him but he's a good shooter to have and a good guy that they're going to need to play a lot of minutes I think the Aiton thing though like he's just he just didn't want to be there anymore and I don't think those guys fucked with him I feel like that's what it was as much as anything and whether that's a re- good reason to trade him and I don't I don't know if it is and I think that him and Scoot together in portland especially with drew well drew holiday's probably getting moved out of there but him and scoot together in portland could be a great mix together and especially a place that will embrace him too so i think i think everybody won this trade i really do like i think the suns they 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 in thing like it's a loss because you traded away you know a number one pick and it didn't work out and you basically got what nothing out of it but they basically were like they have a t- they they've made all these other moves around it where it's like okay you can kind of live with it for the um and for the blazers like you just added you know an asset in drew holiday who you can maybe spin into more picks or maybe another guy that you actually kind of like with your core and you just like who knows what Aiton is gonna actually be. Maybe this is the guy he is the rest of his career. But now you can actually see he's gonna be the focus of this team with with Scoot. Like they, he is gonna have a prominent role, and you'll find out one way or another. So I think it's a it's a good bet, definitely for for Portland. Yeah, man. Like I, I don't know if the Portland organization was thinking this, or if you know anyone on this team or who had anything to do with this trade saw this at all, but it, it does kind of remind me of the Blazers from back in the day, you know, Brandon Roy, Damian at the beginning of Damian Lillard's career, kind of the tail end of LaMarcus Aldridge's uh, days in Portland. Like yeah. They got themselves a LaMarcus Aldridge type big. 
And, you know, maybe some people might think that's insulting. So, Marcus Aldridge, DeAndre Ayton is a very good basketball player. He yeah. is not showing up at, at big moments, which you, you can knock him for that. He's not gotten along with teammates. He's not gotten along with coaches. You can knock him for that as well. But this is still a young, legit seven-footer who's crazy athletic. He's gotten better offensively every year. He has good hands. And now he's going to be playing alongside Scoot, like you mentioned. Drew probably won't be there. That's all the reports are coming out is they're trying to trade Drew Holiday yeah. as quickly as possible. But even if he does get moved, it's going to be a pretty good haul in return. Yeah, for or sure. Drew Holiday stays there and you have a great defensive point guard, two amazing young offensively minded guards, and then DeAndre Ayton along with, you know, the the bulk that they already have. I I don't mind Portland's team. And not only, you know, does their future look brighter from making this deal, they're not going to be a bad team this year, I don't think, either. So Portland Portland found themselves in a pretty nice spot, if you ask me. I agree. I agree. I like Portland. I like the way Portland got involved in this and and, and made maximized it. Like getting yeah. Aiden out of this is a is it's better than it's a better pull to get than they would have had with like Tyler Hero and whatever else Miami was going to offer, which I think that that's really what it comes down to. Is like everybody thought it was just going to be this Miami offer, and Portland waited and found a better offer. And Milwaukee is the beneficiary, and it's crazy that it happened. But also, like you know, they just Miami kind of fucked up. Like they they dropped the ball here. They could have probably had him with a better offer. He's the only place he wanted to go, and the season got closer. And Dame wanted to have it have his shit figured out and wanted to go somewhere and know where he was going, you know, and push came to shove. And we talked about that, I feel like, on this podcast before, too. Like, the fact that it, we're talking about it with Dame and we talked about it with Harden um, specifically. Like, once you come back to training camp, you have to see everybody and actually be there. Like, that's when conflict will start again because you actually have to, like, put it into motion and figure it out and go about that. And Dame was about to come back to camp. It was like, I'm not staying in Portland. Like I know that. So I have to do something else. Um, we heard all the offers. We heard, you know, the Raptors were a team, whatever, who knows where that actually came from because clearly from, at least from Dame's side, he said it was down to Milwaukee and Brooklyn and Milwaukee's the one who came away with the best offer. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense for him to want to be in Milwaukee. I mean, if you like, if without anything else, like, of all the teams he could have went, all the places he could have gone and all the trades that could have been made, it's it's Damian Giannis. And you kind of just have to like, when you look at the landscape of the league right now in the East and the West, anything like those two guys on the court, it's it's hard to, it's just hard to argue with that because it's right now it's a league of duos, the league of like, you know, we weren't expecting the Nuggets to go on as crazy of a run as they were last year. Like it's wide mm -hmm. open more than ever. And the Bucks just added to their fastball. That's really just what happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so let, let's let's go off of that. I want to ask you, and I'm kind of leaning this way, but I'm not sure because there's still some things that I question about this Bucks roster. But, I mean, does this automatically put – and you may have had it this way before. I'm not sure. But does this automatically solidify the Bucks as the best team in the East right now, you think? Well, yeah, I had them. I mean, I picked over on them last week. I picked them to go number one. So, like, I already had them in this yeah. spot. So, yeah, I feel a lot better about it. There are definitely question marks and injuries and age still are the same. Age is still the biggest question. Like, Dame doesn't make them younger. 
So that's not like, right. it doesn't reassure me on that, but I feel like Dame's life basketball life is also extended because he gets to like, think of how hard it was for Dame to like have, like it's never been hard for Damian Miller to create offense, but think of the attention that's been paid to him his whole career, like as the main creator, even with CJ, like Dame was the focus of the offense yeah. on that team. And he was the engine that made it go. And he just doesn't need to do that anymore. And I still think he's going to be, I think he's going to be the number one option in Milwaukee. And I think that's something that's going to be crazy to people is Giannis is maybe not the number one taking the most shots and trying to get the most points. I think that'll be Dame's role because I think Giannis where they will try to go defensively is put more on Giannis's plate defensively because now they have a guy that can help him offensively. You know what I mean? Like Giannis doesn't have to score the carry the scoring load every night. He's going to have to some nights, but not every night. Dame can go off for 50 on his own. But and now with Giannis on the floor all the time, it's just Dame's life is like their lives have never been easy. They, they're honestly like, I think Dame said it a year ago. I saw a quote, it was in a GQ thing, and they were like, if you could play with one player, who would it be? And he said Giannis. He's like, I think our game yeah. would complement each other perfectly. And that's how I feel too. And it was the same thoughts about when we, you know have ever talked about Giannis playing with Curry or like that kind of thing. If he was going to the Warriors, it's the same kind of concept in my mind that we've heard the word gravity used way too often, but imagine the gravity of Giannis and Dame on the court together. Like it's pretty fucking terrifying to try to think of like certain situations that they are going to be able to put you in if they want to. Um, so I, I think the upside is too great to not be excited about where they'll be in the East and just have them there. But all the questions that remained about this team or that were we had about this team remain. They're they're all the same. This team is still old. Dame is 33 years old. Giannis still has a contract up. If it goes terrible this year, who says he doesn't leave? And then you just have an old Damian Lillard and old Chris Middleton. Like this is a risk. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This is not without risk. So I'm that could be where it comes down. Like they could win the title this year and then dame falls off a cliff next year and you're screwed basically but yeah you win the I title if, you know it's like yeah i think if they win the title i think it's a win regardless yeah. especially if it happens the year they make the trade for him they just doubled down they they did the drew trade and then they're like fuck it we just have to we just have to double down we have to go just all in again improving you know I mean? Giannis's point guards <laughs> it is so true though because since either of them have been superstars their job has will never be easier than it's going to be this season like yeah i think Giannis makes dame's life on the court so much easier and vice versa i think Giannis will not have you know every game won't be so taxing for him like it has been the last three years and that's why we think he's so incredible because he puts his body through hell on the court every night and he finishes with 35 points 15 rebounds and 15 assists <laughs> and then he plays you know high 70s in, in game totals by the end of the year. And we're like, how is this guy doing this? He It won't have to be like that anymore. He, Giannis is still going to be honest. He's still going to be dominant. But it's just going to be such a, such a relief to have a guy like Damian Lillard who can just get you a bucket. And you don't have to rely on Giannis missing seven threes in a game because he won't mm -hmm. be shooting seven threes in a game this year. I can I can almost promise you that. I doubt there'll yeah. be any game where he shoots even close to that many outside shots. This is going to be Giannis's closest year to being Shaq. Giannis is not going to leave the yeah. team. They don't need him to leave. Like Brooke, Lope Brooke Lopez can stand in the corner. Don't let Giannis shouldn't. 
touch the outside because you don't need him to. Like he can. I just imagine done. Imagine you try to blitz Damian Lillard after he crosses half court and he just dishes it off to Giannis, who has a, a four on three now. Or like, yeah, you know, they double Giannis at any point, and he has Middleton at the corner and Dame at the top of the key, and then. You know, it's whoever else, like if Brooke Lopez is over, like it's their offense has already been scary, even with Drew Holiday there. And I just feel like, I don't know, I don't defensively, I'm, I, there are definitely going to be concerns, especially in a playoff matchup, but regular season wise, game to game, watching this team, like, like imagine when the Bucks play, like, I don't know the wizards this year it's gonna be fucking disgusting it's good they're gonna beat a team by like 70 this year they're gonna have a game with like 150 points just because it's too easy for them just that's because. what i'm most excited you about stopped yeah. it there just because yeah. <laughs> just because they feel like it yeah um dame, dame yeah, can so- have like a crazy scoring game this year because like his life is just gonna be he's gonna have more space ever and that's ever had. that's fucked up because he had a 70 point game last year <laughs> that's what i mean he could get 75 this year with Giannis on the floor and Giannis is like yeah man whatever like i just feel like it's so easy for them so easy for them now yeah it seems that way and i'm i'm with you i think the biggest negatives potentially or probably just what Milwaukee's done to their future. But if they get another ring, um, I don't think they'll care. My biggest thing, I think on paper, and if injuries weren't a thing, that they're hands down the best team in the Eastern Conference right now, I just worry about giving up your best defensive player by far, I think, Drew Holiday. And I don't think uh-huh. that's a knock on Giannis to say. I just think that's a credit to how good Drew Holiday is on the defensive end. I think and giving how about up the him, fact that, uh, that Drew said yesterday in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that he wanted to retire a Milwaukee Buck and they get traded the next day. That's a cold exactly. world out here. Exactly. So it's just uh, bad vibes there, one. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to knock them for that. But that is yeah. bad vibes, and it sucks. It's uh, honestly eerily similar to the Boston Marcus Smart situation. Yeah, you go out, sure. you try to attempt to get a unicorn in the league. You go out, you get a guy like KP, you get a guy like Dame Lillard. Sometimes it means trading away the heart and soul or the fan favorite or whatever the case may be. But nice. it also happens that both these guys were the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks' best defensive players. You send Drew Holiday out the door, who is asked to guard every best player who's a guard for you guys most of the time. And then you bring in a guy like Dame, who offensively, miles better. Everyone knows that. But you add the two things together. He plays way less games per year than Drew Holiday. He's He, mm-hmm. he tends to miss a lot more time than Drew Holiday, and he's, he's not even close to the the defender that drew was that so you know it's interesting we got that two stars rule and those guys definitely qualify as as stars in the rest rule true that's interesting yeah that's another thing to think about um yeah Giannis isn't someone who load manages too much but dame has been a guy to do it in the past and has had his fair share of legit injuries too i don't want to um you know, yeah. shit on him for missing time because sometimes it is warranted. We, we, you know, he had that nasty abdomen injury a couple of years ago. But yeah, man, it's it's great on paper. I think they're probably like I keep saying the best team in the East on paper. 
but those factors do matter and it does scare me a little bit like i don't think i don't think the milwaukee bucks got any better for matching up with the other juggernauts in the eastern conference come playoff time if that makes sense yeah like, i, I think do think i don't think they got any worse but i do i just think their change of play or their change of play is going to pace of play is going to change so much with Damian Lillard. Like it's just going to be such a different look. I guess the best news I can offer you as just a Celtics fan, Dunny and not podcast host Dunny is that the only team that can touch them in the East now is the Celtics. Now it's like, I think now if I, now if I had a bucks and Celtics world, now it's like a bucks and a Celtics and an everybody else world. Like, I think that's where I'm at in, in this, because I don't think that the Phillies, the Knicks, the, the calves of the world are going to be able to touch the Bucks with Damian Lillard and Giannis. I don't think those teams will be equipped to handle maybe one of those guys because like the Cavs have been awesome against Giannis his whole career. They've beaten them up. Dame is a different equation. Dame's going to torch the Cavs. I can just tell yeah. you Dame's going to go off for 48 against Dar- Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. It's just going to happen. So like he, that those, I think the rest of the East is where Milwaukee's going to pick up all their wins. I think Boston, well, I just feel like now the ceiling on Milwaukee's higher regular season-wise just because they can just, that offense is just going to torch teams. And I don't think it's going to be like an adjustment period. Like it's just, you just throw Dame out there and just, you know, yeah. run pick and roll for the first couple months and that's going to win you 70% of your games at least. You know what I mean? Like as they figure each other out, that's all they're going to need. Yeah. And now he gets the whole like trade happened today. They get all of training camp. And leading up to it, like they're going to have a good amount of time to kind of run together and figure stuff out and everything. And you know what? There's got to be something to him picking Damian Lillard last year in the All-Star game. So these two have definitely had some sort of conversation about the thought of doing this in the future, whether they thought it was going to happen actually or not. We know how All-Star Weekend works. And I love that. I'm, I never paid I'd never seen that video before until today. Didn't I didn't watch the All-Star or I think I watched the All-Star draft in a casino and so i didn't hear it or anything or something like that and lebron definitely knew what was going on there and it's that's the game bro and it worked out for Giannis. he played it well yeah it's um it's crazy man yeah the the, those all-star clips were awesome and i was gonna bring that up when you said you know they have still all of training camp and it might seem small but those all-star games matter man like they they've already gotten the gotten to know each other a bit they know each other's character they know uh how much winning means to both of them and oh i God. think that probably came down to dame picking the milwaukee bucks sure, and man. as one of his suitors where he wanted to go because Giannis has been very vocal his whole career but especially lately about how yeah. much he wants to win and the larry o'brien over everything else has been uh his motto the last couple of weeks so it's probably an easy decision for Dame. It's kind of Man. cool that Dame, you know, had his hands on this as much as he did, even though he didn't get to go to Miami, which that's a whole nother story. Jimmy Butler and, and the boys in Miami hey, are pissed. Hey. All right. Yeah, we, that's a whole other thing. Can I want I, we, I, I do want to touch on that. But the one thing about Dame and Giannis that I, I wanted to jump in on, you said it so well, like the fact yeah. they know each other, they're like winners and everything else. Those are two fucking 
dogs, bro. Yes. <laughs> Those are two dogs. And if you thought, remember, we've already been talking about Giannis Revenge Tour. Like, he's pissed. He's mad the way they went out. He's hearing all this shit. He's been keeping receipts. And now you add Davian Lillard, the, like, the pettiest motherfucker in the NBA who has every single receipt and has been chomping at the bit to be on a winner on a contending team. And now, like... His motivation factor has gone up. Giannis's whatever motivation Giannis already at the tippy top. Now he wants to do this for Dame too and get him his ring. You know that's what Giannis is going to be saying at the press conference. Like, I want to get, I want to win another ring, but I want to get him a ring. That's going to be like the motto. Like, get it for Dame and that Milwaukee, the whole that franchise, the city is going to rally around Dame. I think in a crazy way too. Like, even I was talking to my boy earlier. Like I was mentioning you at, uh, at work, and he's like. Man, like seeing Yon, like people see, like Milwaukee's a small place. Like you see Giannis in public, you see Bucks players in public, everything. He's like, I feel like Dame is going to be like different. Like Dame's going to be like, when he shows up, that's just going to be a different energy. Cause it's fucking Damian Lillard, bro, in Milwaukee. He's going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with Giannis. It's crazy to think about. I will be taking hour and a half drives to Milwaukee this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause I need to see the greatest show in Milwaukee bucks history live and in person at some point man it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting interesting thing but miami miami jimmy there are some salty boys down there bro and i feel like they just kind of thought they had it in the bag yeah, i feel like they exactly. just thought they had it they're just shook that's they what, had no idea this was gonna happen that's shook. what jimmy butler's video should have been captioned thought we had it <laughs> Because that's all he was saying. He was saying that the Bucks were tampering. It's funny because all I've seen is people. I think he was like, fucking around. I don't think he was being serious. I think he was just yeah. like, y'all, we thought this was locked. <laughs> yeah. You know, but maybe he was. Go ahead, and, keep going. No, it's just it's just funny because like I, I think he was joking too, and that probably is the joke, but like <laughs> you guys were so obviously tampering the whole summer. And this was a trade that happened out of nowhere. Like, which one is tampering? You you guys making the Dame Time videos or or a silent trade that happened behind the scenes? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's funny, it sucks for Miami fans. That uh hey, they're they're yo. Miami, the organization is the biggest loser in this three-team trade to me. And I'll I'll pose the same question to you. Because I, I thought DeAndre Ayton is an interesting loser in this situation. I think it's a it's a good new beginnings for him. But it also does suck that he was about to play with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker. And now he's, you know, man, he's going to Portland. And and they, they were, there was a core, like, three years ago, it was Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker. We're like, damn, these guys could, they could run the West. And now it's... yeah. The core you just said, book, book, Katie and Beal. Like it's a, it's a brand new no, world. Life comes at you fast. Life comes yeah. at you fast. That's that's the lesson there for DeAndre Ayton. I think it is crazy. So, I, yeah. Who do you think's biggest loser in this? I think we, I, I think we know you're not taking the Blazers because we, we've all talked about. It. We actually both like this for the Blazers uh, to a certain degree. It's yeah. got to be Miami, though, right? It's got to be Pat, Pat Rowley and the Miami Heat. Yeah, Dan Levitard. I mean, Dan Levitard is out there caping for, like, two months. Like, this shit's done, bro. There's no way. He called, he called Woj out. He was calling, like, 
shams out. He's calling all these reporters out. Marcus Spears. He's calling people out like they don't know nothing. Like this shit's gonna be done. Dame's gonna go to Miami. Like I feel like it's those people. Like the like the reporter. Like everybody and you said fans. Like the biggest losers are all the Miami fans that just thought this shit was locked. And also, like just the fact that like Portland didn't have to trade him to Miami no matter what. Like, yeah. he, like Portland would, should have made the best deal for them, and they waited and made the best deal for them. So Miami is definitely the biggest losers, but I also just feel like it's a self-inflicted wound. Like, don't don't put the cart before the horse type of deal. Like, there was a whole, you can't just because it's a summer of rumors that don't mean you got him. Like, you can't hang the banner for for winning the Dame Dame Lillard trade rumors during the summer. Like, we'll see we see how that goes all the time. So. If that's what they were banking on, then they fucked up. I feel like Pat Riley has another thing in play. There are bigger stars available. That's why I brought Embiid up earlier. Like Embiid's the next guy that I feel like is logically the big star to be traded. I don't know how he fits with Bam out of bio at all, and that's another issue there. So maybe it isn't a fit, but they're going to be looking at whoever the next star is available. Miami is clearly going to be more desperate to do that at this point because we know that they wanted, they were expecting another star to come. I just imagine everyone in the Miami front office, like papers are flying in the air, scrambling. People are <laughs> scribbling on whiteboards. Filing cabinets are being knocked over. I just, I just assume it's chaos after this deal happens for them. Um, and it, it's all wild to me because it, it seems like, and obviously we'll never know all the facts, but it really seems like this whole time, Pat Riley just didn't want to give up Tyler Hero to get Damian Lillard, which I think is silly, especially how close this man in the last three years to an NBA champion, to being NBA champions, excuse me. Uh, and you don't give up Tyler Hero for Damian Lillard. Obviously, you know, you want the younger player a lot of the time. I just don't think that's the move. I think especially if Jimmy wanted Dame that bad, you make it happen. You you have a big three of Jimmy, Bam, and Dame, and you you let it play out. So maybe Jimmy, happen. maybe Jimmy's the one who wouldn't let Hero go. That maybe could also, that's, you know, because Hero called him just Jimmy's, as silly as Pat Riley. Hero quote tweeted and 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 said yeah, the same I thing know, as Jimmy that. too. So, like, it's weird that because like, he was in every trade rumor. So, like, okay, why are you saying this? So, who knows? Maybe that was the thing. Maybe that was a Jimmy and Bam thing. Like, we're not trading. Don't trade Tyler. Like, he's our guy. And what can Pat Riley say? Like, if he traded him, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna test Jimmy Butler? Like, I don't think you should test Jimmy Butler. Jimmy yeah. Butler has won every time you tried to test Jimmy Butler. So I don't know, man. You know what's funny is it's gonna we're gonna we're gonna do all this talking and somehow it's still gonna be like game seven Bucks Heat Eastern Conference Finals and we're gonna be like didn't fucking matter. They're still here. Yeah. The zombie Heat, like you know it. They're they're gonna be like or like just some kind of fucking Heat Bucks playoff scenario where they have them on the ropes and it's gonna be like okay. Didn't matter. Still have them there. Game six. Yeah, the Heat are going to be up like three two. Yeah, and Giannis 100%. and Dame are going to do something crazy to advance to the finals or something. We need to remember I can this see because one hundred percent. Um, last piece of or last like big piece of all of this is Drew Holiday because we mentioned him. Obviously, he was part of the deal. Obviously, in Portland now. We mentioned how Portland's 
already spoken out about how they want to trade Drew Holiday as soon as possible. It's probably a contract thing because he does have the massive contract that he's still sitting on. Portland has no want or need to have to pay that. So I'm sure they're not trying to do that. Where do you see Drew ending up? Earlier today, we are seeing, you know, Magic, 76ers, Boston, Toronto, all interested. The The latest update I've seen is Miami, Boston, and Toronto um, are expected to show interest in trading for Drew Holiday. What do you, where do you think the future holds for Drew Holiday? What, what team would you like the best, best fit? Where, where do you see Drew? The two teams that I said as I was talking about this immediately following the trade were your Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. So that tracks because it makes the most sense. Like yes. those two teams feel like Drew Holiday fits perfectly with them. Feels like he can slot right into a role that they need. Like if the if the Celtics somehow stumble into Drew Holiday after trading away Marcus Smart, like it's just the the happiest thing of dumb luck that the Boston Celtics could ever ask for. And I don't know yeah. if you'd have to trade Derek. Now, would you get rid of Derek White to trade for Drew Holiday? Or is it going to be Brogdon the... and all your picks? Yes, I think that's what it would be. That's it. Then I do it. Then you you do that. If, if they will take Malcolm Brogdon and two first-round picks and a swap or just two first-round picks or whatever. Yeah, I think it would be, be – I think it would be a little more. I've been seeing like – and not, not that I wouldn't do these, but like – can you I imagine if Drew Holiday in his career is traded for like eight first round picks total? I know. <laughs> like right know, now, it's crazy he, how much value right now he's he already has. got traded for four. He got traded before again. Like this man is just, he has been a part of so many big trades in NBA history. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, but. that is weird to think about. Um, But yeah, it, it's crazy to think how much value he has and holds at, at 34 years old. But I mean, he was still so good last year. So it what would, would be incredible. What would it have to be? More more players, Pritchard, Brogdon. I yeah, give up more players too. I don't care. Like <laughs> all the trade packages I've been seeing, it's like Hauser, Horford, Pritchard, they're all involved in most of them, which it's probably well, just to you make need the, the money work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's oh the thing. God. As a Celtics fan, that's the only reason I wouldn't want Drew because uh Dan Greenberg Greeny brought it up. He's kind of the resident god Celtics Twitter guy. He made up a good point that I hadn't thought about because I was just excited when I saw the name and him filling in for the Marcus Smart role, like you mentioned. The money would be very tough if you bring in Drew Holiday. Yeah. In like ASAP, it would become very tough because we're already looking at a, a sticky situation after the uh, contract that Kristaps Porzingis signed when he got traded here. Derek White's going to be eligible for a new deal very soon. And then Tatum has his Supermax right around the corner. So it would money, money wise, it would be tough. If you can make it happen, I think it's worth it because I think the odds swing back to the Celtics as being the odds on favorite to win the title if if they make that deal. But I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty indifferent on it right now. I think it would be sick. I think it would be crazy if, if Brad's able to pull that off. But at the same time, like you said, it's still Milwaukee and Boston in a class of their own in the Eastern Conference. And for the for the time being, I can live with that. Um, I'm still going to route with my guys and, and think they have a fighting chance against anyone. But Drew Holiday, uh, I can't pretend like I wouldn't be happy if that happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. But I, I do think Miami is a perfect fit too. And they they definitely are yeah. going to be, like we said, they're going to be desperate. And that just feels like, he just feels like a Miami, he feels like he could be a Miami heat culture guy too. And basically the Kyle, Low like a better Kyle Lowry role that he was a couple, like last year. Like it's, it would be a nice fit to see him down there. I feel like those are the two places. Toronto, I don't know what the fuck Toronto's doing, bro. What is their deal? They don't, they want to trade for David, like, is I love OG Ananobi, but I feel like they're trolling me at this point. Like, do they That's really crazy. think he's not this good? He's not, not, like worth not trading for Damian Lillard, bro. What are we talking about? I was surprised they didn't tag you in that tweet. <laughs> I thought I, I thought for sure. I felt I feel so vindicated. Here. I feel like it's me and Masaya Jury who believe in OG and Anobi and nobody else in the world. It's crazy. I'm like, why you would guys... you not trade this man for Damian Lillard? You have you could have Damian Lillard and Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. Yeah. What? So I don't yeah, but I don't seems, think Dame ever really wanted to go to Toronto. I think they might have offered the had the best offer to Portland. If that if that if the offer was whatever whatever assets the raptors have are better than anything that the bucks could have offered just be just naturally they have more picks they have younger guys like they they yeah. i don't know what the deal could have been but i don't know man the raptors are the raptors are the most confusing team in basketball to me right now i have no idea what they want to do or what they think they're doing or anything else but um pour one out for the bucks too be, or the bulls because those Dame, those Dame rumors went and died out right away. There was no way he was Real coming quick. to the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. It's just such a crazy situation. Out of nowhere, too, man. Like, I thought – I thought a it just Woj, maybe... When's the last time we had a legit Woj bomb? That was a Woj bomb, bro. That was like, and oh, you know, shit. <laughs> you know it's a Woj bomb, too, because Adam Schefter, during football season, quote-tweeted Woj with the bomb emoji. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had a good Woj bomb in a while. This this was nucle nuclear today. Dame Lillard, yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's uh, the, the biggest loser today. Time. The biggest loser today is Shams because he's been getting lapped <laughs> all summer and he just got worked yes. today, bro. He just got pumped. There was like a 10-6 round. Like, what was just like, bop, bop. I got all this shit. Like, Shams, biggest loser of the day by far. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's the answer. It goes Shams, <laughs> Miami Heat, other. You know, put, put whoever you other, want. But. Other is the rest of the Eastern Conference, probably after Miami. Yeah, <laughs> for because real. I and I'm so terrified, bro, of the the first Bucks Cavaliers matchup. That is going to be one of the most miserable. I'm going to be so sad watching that game. It's going to just like, ah, uh, yeah. But I'm so excited. I, seeing, I, I, I can't uh, leave on a bad note. I'm so excited to see. Dame and Giannis on the court together. Like I'm watching every Bucks Me game too. this year. Dame and Dame and that Milwaukee Green is going to be crazy as hell. Bro, how about how about Dame and Eastern or Central Time? Yeah, Even better for me. I know. Like I, I've like we've had to like stay up late and watch Dame sleepy our whole lives, and now we get to like watch him prime time all the time. I have core memories from like early high school watching Dame at like midnight. The <laughs> at, second like quarter Friday just started. ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the second yeah. quarter just started and it's midnight. And I'm having a bowl of cereal on my couch. <laughs> like I have to I have to be up in like five hours for school. 
Yeah, now he's gonna be on uh, yeah, seven o'clock. Yeah, we don't have to do that anymore. It's great. Got some seven o'clock, seven thirty tip offs for Dame. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. We this this is why we love the NBA because you have stuff like this a month before the season starts just to shake up our world. Shakes, yeah, and, literally shakes the foundation of the entire league just with one one swipe, one move. Nothing like it. Yeah. You got anything else here, man? Giannis finally has a finally has his Robin. Yeah, maybe maybe Dame has his ramen, Robin. For all we know, yeah. ramen. I don't know about ramen. I'm just hungry. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Do I really don't. In who's, Milwaukee? He might who's, have that too. This is a fun argument because I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very interested to see who. Who has more points per game by the end of the year, Giannis or Dame? Points per game? Yeah. Oh, that's so tough. I think it's probably going to be Dame. I feel like it could be, but also, like, if Giannis is just, like, a pick-and-roll God, he could average, like, 35, like, a Shaq MVP yeah. year, like, 33 points a game or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of terrified of what Giannis looks like with another real superstar like and not that's no shade to holiday or middleton but this is a different this is a fucking this is one of the like i said nba 75 one of the best players of all time this is a different stratosphere and we've seen what happens when you put guys like this together so i don't know i'm just like i feel like i don't want to oversell it but also don't know if you can possibly oversell like what it could be no i think you know what i mean yeah i i think you're right on track man and i'm kind of like the the other way i i have some other like you know i have my qualms about this deal for the bucks but i also don't i don't want it to sound like i'm just you know i am a celtics fan no it is listen i'm not not taking away from this but their defense like i i do think defense is going to be a worry for this squad I think I'll leave it that's that. why I think that's why I appreciate this move because it is ballsy as fuck. And like yeah. the defense in a, in a playoff game, Dame is going to get attacked. They don't have an answer for that yeah. on the roster right now. Um, I saw something earlier they, and it was like, Dame to Milwaukee is great and all, but who the hell is going to cover Jalen Brown in the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> They're betting on Giannis being generational defensively. And that's yeah. a good bet to make. Like that's a solid bet. Like it might not work out, but hey, if you have to bet on that, like fuck, sure. That's why I think the points per game. You're right, right? Dame gets more points per game because Giannis is just going to be going for DPOI and probably will lock it up because <laughs> he's just going to focus more on it this year than ever than last couple years. It's just gonna, that's what I'm most interested to see. Like, how does it play out? How does the balance work? How do they decide to do it? How did how did how do Dame and Giannis want to approach it? How what's their intention and what actually works? Like it's gonna be fun to just see them kind of figure it out. I'm watching every Bucks game, bro. I, you know who my league pass team is? The Milwaukee Bucks. I, it's not the yeah. Pacers. It's not the Thunder. I will be watching every Bucks game that I can this year just to see. Because who knows? It could be two years of this. Like need to need to just see how it goes. Like, and I don't think. It's different for me than like even Durant getting traded to Phoenix right now, just because I think Giannis is just a Gian, Giannis himself is more interesting. He's a singular, like unique force that we've ever seen in the game. But also, like, we already thought he was coming in with a revenge tour. And we also already 
feel like he's a guy that his ceiling could just keep going up. We don't know yet. Like him and Jokic, I feel like are the two guys like, damn, like these guys have exceeded everything. There's no reason to think that they can't keep doing that. And now it's just like, I was so set on him already having a generational season in my brain. And now I'm like, I'm terrified of what now I'm, I'm going to hate it. Like, I know I'm going to be mad about it in a couple months. So I'm trying to like enjoy the fun of it until it's scary. Um, and then until the Celtics and Bucks have like 60 wins each in the East and the third place team is like a 48 win Cavalier who gets blown out in the second round. So that's what I'm more, I think, coming to grips with here. But you know what? The Bucks and Celtics war. When's that first Bucks and Celtics game? Let's see. You know, because, man, that's appointment television. There's always one usually pretty early in the year. Uh, November 22nd, so like about a month in. Okay. Pretty spread out all four games on. It's, it's November 22nd, January 11th, March 20th, and then April 9th. All right. Oh, that April 9th game could be huge for all we know. Massive. Monumental. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got it all got it all covered here. Yeah. I mean, the, the first the first word is what I call everyone, man. Damn, damn to the Bucks. It's still just as crazy as it was this afternoon when the trade first happened. Yep. Heat fans are sad. Buck fans are ecstatic, and Blazers fans are probably somewhere in the middle because it's bittersweet to say goodbye sad, to a player like day. Damian Lillard. But they're set up. They're set up pretty nice for the future and this year, man. Be, be excited. And yeah, and they we'll, can. We'll see on the. If you're really feeling it, they can just go take some like mushrooms, just go buy them from the from the local mushroom store or some like yeah. acid or whatever, and just go go like have your best experience with Dame out in the in the wilderness, and then you'll come back and be very excited about Scoop. I'm just saying, you know, they got they got it good out there. Oregon, Oregonians are, are chilling, bro. It is pretty funny how polarizing of a player Dame Lillard is and the two cities he will have played his career in will be Portland and he's, he's got a case for the worst two NBA cities for like the greatest player yeah. ever. He's going Portland, but, Milwaukee, but hey. Opportunity to turn both of them around. And no disrespect either, but listen, listen yeah. we're, just, we're calling it's a spade a spade here. Go, yeah. he, listen, if he... I'm telling you, Milwaukee is going to embrace him like nothing else. He's going to be like a rock star there. It's going to be cool to see, I think. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Let's go. I don't know what time. It's 8, 9.30 for you, so maybe to bed. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> I'll be dreaming about how the Celtics can stop uh, can stop the Bucs. Oh, Later, guys. Don't do that.